John, let's tell the people about mybookie.ag, promo code HAM, the number one. So much coming up this week. NCAA tournament games. Thursday, Thursday Friday, Saturday, Friday. Sunday. NBA's in full swing. Baseball right around the corner. You want to get on some early Dodgers to win a World Series? No, they never win it. Giants, don't feel that good. Uh, you, like, you got any sleepers? Twins, Blue Jays. You see Vlad Guerrero Jr. I mean, you see how far that home run ball went? It went like 700 feet. WGC, a little match play going on this week. If you want to get your gamble on there. A lot, a lot happening. You got NHL games in full swing. MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM, and the number one. As John makes sure that NHL games are still in full swing. Confirmed. Uh, go check it out. As always, you can accept the bonus. Remember, you have to bet the full amount before you can draw funds, or you can decline a bonus. But either way, HAM1, let them know we sent you. Do it and do it now. Middle call! Can't stop, won't stop. Reporting for duty. Ham in the building. We got to hurry up and do the show because there's spring training baseball on that John wants to get to. <laughs> you got to do the pieces as you're running. <laughs> oh, How, the many innings, How many spring training innings have you watched so far? Uh, I've watched one half of a spring training inning. John Dickinson texted me the night. He's like, you watching the Giants? I'm like, no, I'm not actually. Thank you. Didn't know they were on. Flip, flip. And, uh... Yeah, I was. That's 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 what I watched. You know, as a lifetime Giants fan, uh, but a Kapler hater, you know, I, say I I have some optimism that there's going to be a regression to the mean this year. And again, I'm pro Farhan, but I just I'm rooting for a little uh, back to earth from the boys. Yeah, like going po- on there. Posey's gone. You know, cool. What? Chris Bryant's gone. Sp- a lot spent a lot of money gone. in that rotation. They're just saving a lot of money for the big Trey Turner free agent signing. Oh, yeah. Next year. <laughs> Where'd he Gonna go? Finish second to the Dodgers on that one. But uh, he he arbitration 21 mil with the with the uh, Doyers. So who wins? I, I saw some like passing tweets like Aaron Judge wants 22. Yankees want 17. The judge just decides which side to go. Yeah. So you, it's all it's out of your control. You just throw out a number. They throw out a number. And the you make you make it. your argument. And then the judge <laughs> makes the, the judge makes the decision. Yeah. That's uh, it's got to be a weird time to be a, a player in that one. Yeah. Fuck you. You think I'm only worth 17? Which that's why some teams try to avoid it. They don't want to sit there and tell the player why they don't like them. I know. It's kind of a crazy process. That's what the NFL franchise tag should be. But th- that's kind of what the NFL is. Like ultimately today, we'll dive into it. But Andy Reid and Brett Veach told Tyree Kill, "We don't think you're worth 28 million dollars a year." Right. But the difference is in the NFL, you can be like, hey, man, if we could, we would, but there's a salary cap. We just can't do it. I'd love to pay you 28, but all I can pay is 20, right? You can at least say that in the NFL. But then you do feel your value as a player. You're like, I'm only worth a one, two, a four, and another four, and another six. So that's my value to you. That's what you valued me at. Then that's what Not the league valued you at. I mean, we would have taken two ones happily, but no one was offering two ones. I know. We want trust me. We wanted the Jets' eighth pick. They wouldn't give it to us. Yeah, smartly well, because uh, guess what, guy? The Jets are not a player away. I, if well, the Jets would have got him today, that would have been moronic. I thought the I saw this great stat the other day that the Jet like one of the reasons Drake London to the Jets makes sense, and I don't remember exactly how the stat was situated, but essentially, Mitt Romney's grandson played like that. It's because he, uh, um, it's because his like. Uh, accuracy target windows was like the smallest in the league or the biggest, I guess 
he was missing his spots by the most. Who's Zach? Basically, Zach Wilson, yeah. yeah. And so they need a big guy. And so the idea to me of Tyreek on the Jets was hilarious because it's like Zach Wilson, Teddy two yards and, and two of two yards. Like, that's fantastic. I, somebody sent me a meme today of like some animal rolling its eyes. And they're like, Tyreek, when Tua misses him by 20 yards, like 20 yards. Tyreek's not catching the ball more than five yards down the field. Doesn't matter. That's the beauty of this. Yeah. I, I, I also think, though, you know, like Dame Lillard, there were rumors last year, like, could the Warriors swing a big trade? Like, no, they, they need, the Warriors need like Jimmy Butler's and Paul George's and Kaminga's. They, they don't need, a, they got Dame Lillard, the better version, right? They drafted last year Waddle, number sixth overall. Ultimately, Waddle's comp, if he lives up, he'll never probably be as good as this guy, is a Tyreek Hill type player. Like, you don't, part of, to me, the best receiving cores are always balance, right? Debo and Ayuk and Kittle are all kind of different. What made the Chiefs so special is Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill were like polar opposites. I know Kelsey's a tight end, but it's like, you never want, you know, you wouldn't want Deshaun Jackson in his prime and Tyreek Hill. You would want like a Keenan Allen to go with Tyreek Hill, right? So you you would have every corridor of the blade of grass accounted for. Like to me, I'm pro like getting picture. sweet players, but I like they, they basically just went redundancy here with the two guys. Seventy two point two million dollars guaranteed. Um, Tyreek got paided today. That's traded and paid at the same time. A twenty twenty two first, a twenty twenty two second, a twenty twenty two fourth, a twenty twenty two. Uh, 2023 fourth, 2023 sixth. And uh, he celebrated with the Rosenhouses just like he would. Shirt off. Mike McDaniel very excited. Charveris Ward tweets, NFL going berserk. Competition about to be crazy. Uh, berserk, great word. Would, would he would he have said that if he wasn't a recently rich guy still on that team? No. If he were still on the Chiefs, he would not have tweeted that. <laughs> uh, Ted Wynn. I uh, tweeted, forgot the Dolphins had Cedric Wilson. So they have Tyreek, Jalen Waddle, Cedric Wilson, Raheem Mostert. That's the fastest offense in the league. Pretty wild trade. Uh, I don't know if anyone was sitting around waiting like, for it. I mean, you like knew Tyreek. Like Cedric Wilson, man. Like I know you guy. like Cedric Wilson. So I, we were not, just like Devontae, I don't think anyone was sitting around going, well, Devontae about to get traded? Is Tyreek about to get traded? Uh, they did. And, um, you know, I think when you look at Tyreek's contract, you understand it. But pretty crazy. Just a while. Another. This to is me, one to, after the other NFL crazy I, trades. I think there's one main difference between this and Devontae, too, is like ultimately Devontae was offered the contract by the Packers and said, I don't want to be here. The Chiefs were not going to offer th- that contract to Tyree Kill, right? I think the moment they wanted to keep Tyree Kill and then Devontae happens and they go, we're not paying that much money. It, it's just a, it's a domino effect. And then I would imagine quietly as information comes out, they put out feelers to let people know like this guy's available. And then part of these, what'd you call it? A, a parade? What's a pay trade? Paid He got paid today? Yeah, he got paid When, when you're going to, if, if a guy's going to get paid you do need to work with that guy, right? Right. Because you need them to be simultaneously doing the contract, which as you saw in that picture, one rip guy's, why would you ever wear a shirt, especially when you live in warm weather climates? Honestly, if I see a ripped guy amazing. wearing a shirt, I'm like, he's got back knee? Why is he doing that? Yeah. You know, does he not shave his back? Like, <laughs> is it, what, what do we got here? Uh, but ripped guys don't wear shirts for a reason because there's no need. And two, 
there's a happiness there of just the amount of money. Who's he on the phone with? I didn't uh, Hunter, Hunter Pence. <laughs> is that Mike Gusecki? Like, who is that? Uh, whoever it is, it's it's got it's because is that McDaniel? It's not McDaniel. Uh, guys looks pretty happy. Maybe it's just the contract guy uh, for the Dolphins that signed that deal. I mean, it's a lot of just shitload of money. It really is. Now, I will say this: I think everyone would agree he is a remarkable fucking player. Like I, I've been watching football professionally now for a while been watching it as a fan for almost 30 years. I, I'd put him a guy on just the short list of pro athletes in my life of consuming sports, right? There, there are a certain list of guys over your life that you go like, do you remember Allen Iverson? You're like, fuck yeah, I remember Allen Iverson. Huh. Saw AI live at Arco, he dropped 50. Remember Tyreek Hill? Yeah. The three games I've seen him live, he scored a combined six touchdowns. Every time I've ever watched him on TV, he's liable to take any ball, a punt, a kick, a sweep, a bomb. Even my mom texted me today, guy. Did you? I, I posted it on Twitter, and it was simple yet a very, very effective text that said, "I think it was a. Ter- I think it was terrible to break up Tyreek and Mahomes. <laughs> Such a great combo." <laughs> and part of it in football, which is probably a little different than like in baseball, because baseball you're by yourself as a pitcher or a position player. In basketball, duos, I mean, are a real thing, right? The Splash Bros, Shaq, Kobe, like, you know, it happens all over basketball. That was a pure duo. And I think part of with Tyreek getting traded and Devontae getting traded, are those two of the best duos the last, like, 20 years? Like, it doesn't doesn't get any better? And you'd even say Tyreek and Patrick, a little more success when it mattered most the last four years, right? Multiple Super Bowl bursts, 1-1, been to four straight conference championships, it's not quite like Brady Gronk level all the rings, but that's pretty. How many teams would go? Hey, would you sign up for four straight conference championships, a Super Bowl, another Super Bowl berth, and just elite play for four years? <laughs> Basically, everybody. Yeah, the only thing is that it, you know it had to end for them. Before now, the I think one thing, the one should. thing Tyreek and 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 Devontae do share. It would have been their third contract with said team. Right. Yeah. Which we can get into that with, with Debo a little bit too. Like, what's his value? I just think. But don't you agree like the 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 Chiefs couldn't do this if this was like Tyreek was 25. They'd be like, what are you doing? Like, you you know. Well, the irony or, is they signed him at 25, right? For like 50 million. Same with the Packers, right? Don't you think the Packers and the Chiefs got their two star guys on relatively cheap deals? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, this is where they're both a little different from Debo, although not real. I mean, they both had De- Devontae was a second rounder who didn't hit a stride right away, and obviously Tyreek had an off the field issue that uh, depressed his value, that affected his value, right? In the draft. Well, no, when did he... Remember, he never got in trouble for that, though. That It turned out like the chick was lying. Oh, that's true. But, well, how did that relate to his contract? Was it before well, or after I, his last contract? That was his first one. They were like, what to do in the situation yeah. that he kicked his baby mama in the stomach yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, but he, yeah. But, but, but again, that was piggybacked on why he fell in the draft. Remember, he had a domestic issue, I think with her, too, in college. Was kicked out of Oklahoma State, if I remember correctly. So it was like, it kind of snowballed on him. Like, this guy really is a sketchy character. 
right? Once yeah. he was in the NFL. Because by guy, his second year, like his second year in the NFL, shit, his, I mean, he has 61 catches, six touchdowns as a rookie. By his second year, he was 75 and seven. By his third year, 87 and 12. I mean, he hit the ground running faster than literally than Devontae. Yeah. He was a he was a remarkable impact player, I'd say pretty quickly. Um, you know, one thing I was thinking about the story starts today with again, before the trade, teams are working on a deal. Jets or dolphins, jets or dolphins, jets or dolphins. The problem for the Jets, right, is their first round pick is better. The Dolphins ended up trading the Niners pick that they had. And even their second one of Seattle's is not bad. So no, it's not. It Robert Sala, if he had waited a year, would he be the Dolphins coach? <laughs> like he's like, I got a job. I got this Jets job. Mike McDaniel gets this Dolphins job. Just the timing of it, and maybe the Dolphins wanted Mike. It feels to me a little bit like the owner is going, you know, he's got to prove to people he wants to win. Not that anybody really doubts that he wants to win. Sala's like the guy that like bought the new iPhone right before the next iPhone came out a week later and he can't return it. But does anyone think like that, really? I mean, it, you're right. No, but I but I mean, it's just, I would rather I be the Dolphins coach than the Jets coach. That's what I'm saying. I, do you think they would have hired a defensive guy? They might not have. But I'm the Niners have lost back-to-back coaches, and it feels right now like the Dolphins job has a lot more momentum than the Jets job does. Yeah, it does. That's all. Well, they, they got a way better team, right? But you could argue, like, Tua's farther into his career quarterbacks honestly while they're different styles feel kind of similar would you want either no honestly my take Tua over to it uh, if uh, you hit me not hit me somebody tweeted at me you got teddy two yards and Tua two yards but tyreek works with that i mean tyreek to me is a deep threat too but now you can get him yeah i mean he's everything but i to me you can just he can help a quarterback who's having trouble getting the ball down the field Tua does throw bombs I mean, that's what he did in college. Throw bombs. Like, he throws a good deep ball. Now, it hasn't really worked in the pros, but, like, they clearly, I think they got Waddle for that, and they get Naga Tyreek. Like, if you go back to his Alabama highlights, it was bombs away. Yeah. It's obviously much harder. In and the they NFL just signed two linemen. That. That's part of it. Yeah. I mean, they got a ton of speed on offense. There's just no excuse for him now. A lot of pressure. I honestly sneaky little pressure on the coach too. Like it's, I know. it's not like you get a. The one thing is Sala gets a much easier landing spot. Play sucks. It's a joke. That would have been. Were they just kind of sniffing around to get them to offer more? Does Could that be even matter. I mean, it feels like you know Joe Douglas, Howie Roseman, Tree. I mean, would be in on a guy like that, but. Yeah. You know, I don't know. The money, $72.2 million. That's more than Devontae got. That's the most. That's, and he got What did Devontae get? 67? 67, yeah. So, uh, Chiefs are worse. A lot of cash. <laughs> Chiefs are worse today, John. No debating that. Yeah. Now, maybe they'll pivot and get better or won't fall back, and it'll just be worth, you know, they can put some pieces together that make up some of the production. But, I mean, right now, I, I wrote, uh, you mentioned the whole league has to be happy. The defensive coordinators in the league, Ijiro Avero, UC Davis, right? yeah, Patrick UC Graham, Davis. and uh, Yale. Is it Ronaldo Hill? I can't read my own handwriting. 
Well, Brandon Staley is the defensive coordinator of the Chargers. Yeah. Okay. Well, I like going with the other guy's name. Uh, they, they woke they woke up all happy today. Can you imagine if you were in the AFC West as a DB coach, as a DB, or as a defensive coordinator, how happy you are today to see this happen? Because I guess Patrick Graham and the Charger guys, or I mean the Raider guys are new. Denver guys are new. Staley saw it firsthand last year. He is just a complete ass kicker. And to me, over the last four years, the best team in the league, most consistent team in the league, is the Chiefs. Here's the other thing with the Chiefs. They've won the division six straight years. They were winning the division before Patrick Mahomes started. Don't forget. I know you don't, but like they have dominated. And I've said over and over, like I'm not going against them because of their coach. But a huge reason was is because every time they stepped on the field, they had three guys that were better than everyone else. And that was the trio, which I thought is like one of the greatest trios in NFL history. These guys can draft. Andy has a long history of, you know, Jeremy Macklin's to Deshaun's to Shady's to Tyree Kill to Kelsey. Like, I'm not worried about them ultimately replacing him. But week one and week eight and maybe even this season, it's even if you hit a home run with pick 29 or 30 to get one of these wide receivers, there is no guarantee he'd, he's ready to play at that level year one, right? Yeah. Now, you could always use one of those picks and do like a Stefan Diggs type move, trade for a guy that's under contract that a team wants to get rid of. I don't know if that guy really exists, but you know, you just know the Chiefs think about stuff like that. Right, save money at the same time, but I, I I wonder if they're thinking about it like this. Kind of gives us a chance to reset for the next five years, right? If because if we hit on three of these four first and second round picks, we have in a great position financially to move forward. I think that's kind of their logic. I'm sure. Yeah, and I mean, I wonder if they have a guy in mind. Like now that they have twenty nine and thirty. And just looking back, they you know they drafted Clyde at the end of the first round two years ago. Didn't have a first rounder last year. The year before, they their first pick they took McCole Hardiman in nineteen, but that was in the second round. Um, you know, Kareem Kareem Hunt was a was a third rounder. They don't they have a long history of not having first round picks actually, but well because um, they you know Frank Clark they trade for Orlando Brown like they they do so, everything I want the 49ers to do. So now they have two. Now they have two. Like, do they move up? And I don't know, like, where is Jamison Williams off an injury going to go or get one of the Ohio State guys? Like, do they do something? They did it once already for Mahomes, right? Something kind of stunning. But they had to go up a long way for a guy they love. I heard DJ say on his podcast he didn't think, or maybe it was a buddy in the league, maybe I don't know who said this, but it was a credible person, did not think Jamison Williams, even with a torn ACL, was going to be on the board as long as you'd think. Like, he can still go top 20. I mean, I wonder if they just love a guy and they think they can get him. You kind of do the math. You figure out who's going to draft who and where. Wouldn't you, though, instead of – because you could easily package those two picks and get to, like, pick 16 or something. Wouldn't you just take two swings of the bites of the apple there or move back? I mean, uh, yes, I would take two swings. Because if you trade up, that guy has to be good. That guy has to be good. Well, but with the caveat, is like we've seen them trade up for when they really believe. So if you really believe, if you think, um, guys, I've seen Chris Olave, and oh my God, we got to get the, like it's a no brainer, home run. We're not gonna have to pay a receiver for another, you know, four years if we get this guy, which is great because we need something like that. 
I could see that. I mean, they drafted Clyde at 32, and it's cool, but what if they did this? Trade pick 29 and 30, and like next year's second for Garrett Wilson to pick 14 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, something like that. I mean, is there an obvious – there's not really an obvious receiver out there. I think the no, I think the counter is just like there are going to be guy there are going to be receivers that are sweet there. There are a ton of receivers. You mean at thirty two and you had twenty nine and thirty? Yeah, no, they could. And you could also get like a corner to fill in for Ward. Like boom, boom. Like you can do multiple the, things. The beauty too, if you're them, is like you've got the other weapons that you have. You have Mahomes. You have Andy. I think it's like the idea that your receiver's not going to be ready to roll your one. I bet he is in that situation. Like, Tyreek was. Yeah, Tyreek was. So. I think they're in good shape. Now, are, are they going to win a Super Bowl right now? Well, this is why you pay – the reason you pay the quarterback is because it's just not always going to be perfect around them. You know? They're lucky they got the one championship that they did. Not lucky, but they got the one championship that they did. But, I mean, these are why cha- real championship windows are like two or three years, and then you have to redo it. I saw Jeff Schwartz tweet it. Like, it's just a reminder how crazy it is that the, the Patriots championship window was two decades. Well, the Chiefs, I mean, have had an incredible four years. They have. Four straight home AFC championship games. They're two and two in those games, and they're one and one in the Super Bowl. I would say every team beside the Belichick Brady Patriots would sign up for that yesterday, right? Every team in the league. Tampa, what would Tampa do just to get back to another one? We saw how hard they didn't even make the conference championship game this year, right? And they got Tom fucking Brady. Just to get four straight, like they've had a pretty incredible run. So if you if you're big picture with them, like, can we take a step back, set ourselves up more financially to have much more firepower, accumulate some young guys, and then have wiggle room? Okay, we go nine and eight a year, and we come back next year locked and loaded with cap space, some young guys that are going to be even better the following year. Like we've already proven to the owner, like no one's on, uh, <laughs> you know, watch for their job alert, right? I think this is a pretty easy one to just go like, let's sell at an all-time high. If you're because the difference, because we're gonna have to pay at an all-time high. There's a distinct difference to me between the Packers and the Chiefs because I I crushed the Packers. I didn't think they got enough. One, Devontae's character is a separating factor of Tyreek. Never been in any trouble, any issues ever. And two, the Packers wanted to keep him. There's been widely reported. They offered him that same contract. He said no. The Chiefs, there is no story that's going to come out and be like, Chiefs offered the same contract. I bet their offer is like, we'll give you four for 80, <laughs> you know, guarantee you 50, right? Do one of those. Like, we'll give you a shitload of money. But then they saw the money that he could easily get in the market. They're like, well, let's pivot. Yeah. To me, the, their situations are different. Don't, do you agree? The Packers did not want to trade. Yeah, I mean, if you listen to told De- them, I will not play there. If you listen to Devontae's press conference, as you did and as I did, Devontae, it's pretty clear, was ready to leave Green Bay. He wanted to get closer to family back home. But, I mean, in the Bay Area, you know, he talked about he's got a lot of family there that never got to Green Bay to see him, health reasons, that kind of thing. Also, I think he even made a comment like, you know, driving around here, a little bit, a lot different than Green Bay. Like, he, I bet Aaron's a little jealous. Devontae got out like Aaron's been trying to get out. I thought, I don't know, did you, we haven't talked about this, but I felt that way watching Devontae. Devontae wanted to leave Green Bay, Wisconsin. Was part of what it felt like to me. Yeah, I agree. Tyreek's I, never going to have to put his shirt back on again. Like, it's never going to be do, snowy. I, I do think a lot like Derek, or not Derek, uh, Aaron, 
wanted to head back this way. Because I think yeah. at, the, at your core, when you're from the West or you're from the East, you gravitate toward both. Now, whether it's, you know, like I ultimately, if I ever leave California, like I ain't going to Florida for tax purposes. I'd go to, a, I'd go to Vegas for f- tax purposes before I went. To, you're drawn to the coasts, right? By the way, did you see Gruden's houses on the market? I actually ran into Bill Romanowski today at the gym. He's like, haven't heard a peep out of Gruden for a while, huh? I'm like, no, I did. Because then we started talking about Deuce. Seriously? How much? I think like, I, I have nine in my head, although I know that's what Posey's house sold for. Because nine in Vegas seems pretty like crazy. high. Yeah, is so it, maybe it wasn't you, nine. Maybe you, it was did five. Did you click on the pictures or anything? I just, I saw one picture. Huge. You see like a dirt lot. Somebody's doing construction. I was trying to like, is that Derek's house? Uh, but Square uh, footage? Big pool. Again, I just looked at Posey's today, so I got the Posey like five thousand square feet in my head or twenty six hundred. I Posey's I moving. Posey sold his, um, not Danville, uh, Lafayette. Maybe Orinda. Lafayette. No, not Arinda. Maybe Lafayette. Nine mil. Bought it for four. Sold it for nine. Where's he going? I mean, back home. Yeah, obviously. Why, why Where I he's mean, been living anyway. <laughs> Where he's <yeah>. been. <laughs> uh. Zarpama. Hi, guys. Big fan from Mexico. We're waiting for John to come step on Azteca's field. It's not as bad as he thinks. I never said it was bad. The league did. I I got I a DM was... from somebody the other day like, when you guys, if the, when you guys, you guys should come to Mexico. And they started dropping like the Mexican bar. He'll buy us Mezcal at. <laughs> it's weird. I mean, I, you hear good things about Mexico City. Um, I've only been to Mexico one time, Puerto Vallarta. The other time I drove by it was Juarez, which is probably not the best representation because everyone always says that Mexico City is a thriving, booming metropolis, one of the biggest cities in the world, crushing. Yeah. When I would drive to, you probably made, did you ever make the trip to, um, was it Las Cruces? Yeah. Where would I fly to El Paso and drive across the border? Must have been Las Cruces. Well, El Paso would be right where Juarez is, where UTEP is. And then yeah. Las Cruces is like 25 minutes away. Yeah. So I would fly to El Paso, drive, to Las Cruces. And that highway goes right along the, the Juarez fence line. It's pretty chilling. And, uh, you know, there's barbed wire along the top of the fence, all that kind of stuff. But I remember a basketball coach telling me, he's like, man, back in the day, we used to love going to El Paso or Las Cruces. We would just go across the border for the night. You know, we used to just do that as the coaching staff. We'd go to Juarez for the night. Go party and then come back. It's like, yeah, we can't do that anymore. Yeah, that sucks, man. The, when I was at, when I went scouting to El pa- to UTEP, the AD or the assistant AD, you know, some member of the athletic department who had been there for decades had similar stories. He's like, you know, back in the '90s, this was a pretty fun place to come hang because you'd fire over there, no rules, strip clubs, you know, the the bars, you could be like 12 years old, anything went. He's like, then eh, you know, the cartel, no one goes over there now. And he's like, the irony is all the cartel members live on this side because they like living in the nice neighborhoods. You don't want right. shit where you eat, right? So it's like they're doing everything over there, but they're here. Like they're, they're members of the country club. You know, you wouldn't even know. It's like it's fascinated by that whole little world, but you don't want to mess with the cartels. That is, that's good intel. Uh, anything else on the Chiefs there? It's going to be, uh, I would say they're, you know, for the Jets and the Giants have these two high picks, high but, but ultimately they suck. 
I, I do think that the Chiefs are just a pretty fascinating, like, what are they going to do with these picks? Because they're a Super Bowl contender, right? I mean, they're one of the best teams in the league. So it's, to me, the Jets and the Giants pick two players each. It's like, yeah, they're combined eight wins, you know, ten and wins. And still a Super Bowl contender. The Chiefs. Still a Super Bowl contender. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, once yeah. it all plays out, we'll kind of get a feel like how there's going to be a lot of pressure on that player. I think some of it is that like it's felt like the last couple of years since they won the Super Bowl that Mahomes could just kind of cruise control it kind of criticism free until the postseason. And I think that's changed now. Will wake up call to him. You think maybe it kind of lights a fire under him. Do you think he needs a <clears throat> fire lit? No, but just I, I think there's a nature of just I would say in any high level industry, but specifically sports. Once you start making a lot of money, just every once in a while, just make people uncomfortable a little bit. Well, you saw Matty Ice even said, like, you know, I just it's this has kind of rejuvenated me going in and out. He's like learning a new offense just kind of rejuvenates me a little bit. So Agreed. Uh, this is from Brandon on the stream. He says conspiracy. Thank you, Brandon. Conspiracy. McDaniels had a private convo with Jimmy about lowering his value so he'd be released. McDaniels loads up Miami and signs Jimmy when released. So I actually think the more Miami does, the more Jimmy makes sense for them. The only question I have is, has Chris Greer basically said to Mike McDaniel, look, man, we got to give it a year with Tua. Then after that, we can pivot. But we can't go get Jimmy Garoppolo right now. I, I need you to put a year in with Tua just to see what we can do. But I do think Jimmy would make some sense for Miami because just distributing the talent, Garoppolo can do that, you know. I would Your thoughts? Agree. That would they trade Tua then? I mean, it's you know, I don't know if you keep Tua on your roster. I don't know what you do. Tua becomes kind of irrelevant if you're willing to acquire Jimmy Garoppolo. It's one thing to trade Josh Rosen so you can draft Kyler Murray. It's another thing to trade Tua to go get Jimmy. Well, so in this conspiracy theory and just the conspiracy theory in general, because I, I think there might be I smell a little something what you're what you're putting out there. What's the point of signing Teddy two yards? Yeah, I mean it's. I, I don't know. It doesn't all fit together like some grandmaster plan. It's not playing chess exactly. In this theory, you're right. Signing Teddy two yards. Maybe you don't get Jimmy. I mean, how much did Teddy two yeah, yards cost him? Nothing. So Teddy you you got to have another quarterback in case you don't get Garoppolo. I just think if Tua was another year along or if Tua wasn't there, I think it's when you look at this Miami roster, it makes so much sense for Jimmy they're, to be their quarterback. They're going to try to win. This guy wants to make the playoffs. Yeah. Right? You're right. And, and quarterbacks going with coaches and all that, that, that stuff happens a ton. I just, do you agree that right now it's a little weird? Because if you were the Dolphins, you'd want, unless the Dolphins have just decided very quickly, two ain't the guy. And Mike McDaniel has decided pretty quickly, two ain't the guy. Maybe but, you got to have OTAs. Check that out. Yeah, them. maybe maybe this is the deal that the Niners are waiting for, John. Well, they don't have second round pick anymore, though. So? Well, the, the two twos, the John Lynch. Oh, thing. the two twos. I forgot about the two twos. Atwell's. The Atwell deal. You know, the irony is that in poker, two twos, it's just the two twos. Not that great. Well, you know, the other irony is like the Niners. If they could have just had Jimmy Garoppolo and just traded for Tyreek Hill. This was their it pick. is the Niners pick. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I like that theory. And I think I the the part about them having a secret little uh uh, plan. I don't know if that quite pencils, but Jimmy in Miami does make sense. I just it doesn't feel like the dominoes are dominoes. Doesn't feel like it's all lining up right now. Yeah, dominoes. Dominoes. dominoes all right, John. Pretty good, actually. Woo wee, John. Before we go any further, let's tell the people about Indeed. 
Indeed.com slash ham. Indeed.com slash ham. Be like the Dolphins. Be like Chris Greer and Mike McDaniel. You don't have the players on the field with the right skills, the breakaway speed. You go get them. You got to take your shot. You got to take the field with greatness. And that's what the Dolphins are doing. And that's what you can do at Indeed.com slash ham. Guys, starting right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash ham. Offer is valid through March 31st. So it's, we're coming down the home stretch here. Indeed makes it easy to hire great talent, like go and land a Tyreek. According to Comscore, Indeed is the number one job site worldwide. And Indeed delivers four times more hires. So you can find people, hard to find guys. You're looking here, you're looking there. You're like, that's the best candidate. Boom, on Indeed. Join more, I don't know, three million businesses. So if you're listening to this, you run a small business, you're part of HR at your company, get on this. Get off those job sites. Get on Indeed and start hiring some sweet people. Take your company next level. Next level with virtual interviews. Indeed saves you time. You can message, schedule, interview with top talent seamlessly all in one place. They make it make it easy to connect with your applicants. You don't have to install anything new. Indeed's virtual interviews work from your browser, so it saves you headaches. Interview with no downloads, plugins, purchases. All you do it all in one place with Indeed.com slash ham. Like John said, $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash ham. Offer valid through March 31. Go to Indeed.com slash ham to claim your $75 job credit before March 31. Indeed.com slash ham. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire you need indeed. Indeed. Prize Picks is America's number one fantasy sports app because it's the easiest and most exciting way to get in on the action. While you watch your favorite players in sports, you just pick more or less on two or more player stats, and then the fun is on. Prize Picks has something for every sports fan from basketball to hockey to League of Legends and everything in between. It's really simple to play. You make your picks, submit an entry in less than 60 seconds. I'll do it at halftime of a basketball game. And I also have some season-long more or less picks on MLB homers. You may remember, I've got less on Otani homers this year. We'll see. And at halftime of your next NBA blowout game, just jump on and go, ah, Steph Curry more than 11 points in the second half. It'll change the game for you. Download the Prize Picks app and use the code HAM50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. That's ham fifty for a first deposit match of up to a hundred dollars. Price picks, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year. You get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional twenty bucks off. Right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it. Four years on a regular basis. Easily find high-quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you... Free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park, 
Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the GameTime app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Well, this is great for the Raiders. Great for the Raiders. Um, Do you know who Tyree Kill has the most career catches against? I'll give you one guess. I'm going to go to Raiders. The Raiders, John. The Raiders. Yep. The most. He's Chargers right there, right behind. And, you know, no shocker. They're in the division. How, but how, it many, felt career, like, how many career score? Do you have the how many career scores he has against those old uh, Raiders? Yeah. And it's uh, actually shockingly low. This says it's 10. Uh, I'm sorry. This says it's seven. Seven. Yeah. Does that sound Over, right to you? You know, he's been on the team since 2016. So that's seven seasons. Uh, yeah. I. Maybe he's fell out of bounds a couple times. It, it feels like. I mean, what's do you have his stat line over the uh, games? Yes, mm, but it's uh, one second here. If I, how do you even Vegas? do this? Where the hell you are to, they? You go to stat preferences. How do you even uh, or the? How do you siphon oh, it's, for teams? It's six. It's six. You go to splits. You, you go to splits. splits. So eleven games. He was nine and two against the Raiders. Uh, he was 11 and 0 against the Broncos. He was 9 and 2 against the Raiders. 54 catches in 11 games for 794 yards and six touchdowns. Does he fare better against some of the other teams? Uh, not much. I mean, the Chargers was basically the same: 53 catches for 800 yards, so almost identical, and seven touchdowns. Really identical, basically. Yeah. Chargers. And, uh, so Denver. Yeah, too. but does that feels low? Six touchdowns feels low. But that's part of the deal is him being there just creates all kinds of other problems that don't show up in the box score. Yeah, I mean, those you'd say Kelsey, too, I mean, have eviscerated these guys. I'd say the Raiders. I I was having this thought over the last couple weeks, like this is obviously before Tyreek Hill's no longer on the team. I was going to pick the Chiefs to win the division. and then Or, you know, at least to win double-digit games. Like To me, the Chiefs were a playoff team. Now, maybe... One of those other three teams wins 12 games and the Chiefs win 11. But there is a, there is going to be a team in the AFC West, the Raiders, Chargers, or the Broncos. And I'm talking to Bill Romanowski today in the gym, and he's just singing poetic how good Ziegler is and the Raiders. And I'm, I'm agreeing. And then I'm like, the O-line sucks. Alex Leatherwood is terrible. And I'm like, they got Bosa and Mack. But bottom line, my point is... There is going to be a team in this division, and I guess it could be the Chiefs, you would say, based on Andy's history, very unlikely, that's going to go 8-9. and nine. 
But that eight and nine, I bet they were in right 14 of the 17 games. It's going to be like, fuck, we easily could have been. That's just going to happen more than likely, right? Wouldn't you, wouldn't you agree that there's going to be a team in this division that misses the playoffs, but it doesn't go like three wins, but goes like eight and nine, nine and eight, and it's a devastating debacle. Especially if it's the Broncos, Chargers, or Raiders, given how they've moved all their chips in the table. The Chiefs yeah. could handle a year back, but I'm going to assume the Chiefs are going to win 10-plus games. But between, it could be the Raiders, and maybe their fatal flaw is DBs and O-line. Maybe the fatal flaw of the Chargers is their reckless coach. Maybe the fatal flaw of the Broncos is Nathaniel Hackett's not a very good coach. But one of these teams, we don't know which one, is going to underachieve in the sense of their record. And, you know, it could be the Raiders could win 12 games and win the division. But, you know, they all feel better about themselves today. But to me, that doesn't change in the sense that one of these teams is a lock to underwhelm because it's impossible for them all to win 10, 11 games. Right. right. Yeah. We've seen that. But, I mean, uh, I think even look at the NFC West this year, which I, I don't think even... on paper was the best division, you know, one we thought we'd ever seen. Three double digit win teams and the Niners, fuck. I mean, had to barely leap over the line to get there. And the Seattle was a debacle. And they, it actually wasn't. It's still 7 and 10. Wasn't that bad. Joseph on the stream says more likely Denver. I agree that it's most likely Denver. I'm betting on Russ coming back better, but Russ wasn't great in the second half of last year, and they have a first time head coach. I'm with you. The Chargers have flaws with their head coach, but they still went nine and eight. And I, Justin Herbert's just incredible. Their ro- best roster, I'd say, in the league on paper right now. Their roster, yeah. So, and I, I think Josh McDaniels is going to be a very good coach. I think Devontae is going to fit right in. You're right, though. Offensive line. Who knows? The other X factor, and I don't like even mentioning this when it comes to predictions because, yeah, we all agree. But if there's one injury, that throws the whole thing off uh, to a quarterback. You know, um, These teams have any picks thinking about it? feels like a lot of them have traded picks, right? So they're, they're not going to be as well, active. I mean, Kansas City has two ones. Okay, well, they're the team. The Raiders do not. The Broncos do not. The Chargers traded away a two for Max. They do, but they only have one pick in the top. 80 right so it just shows you this this the, the these chiefs are the teams are the, but the chiefs are the only team that kind of went the other way everyone else put their chips in the middle of the table which i like yeah. and they should yeah yeah yep. so maybe the chiefs zigged when everyone else was zagging get worse and it'll <laughs> or just throw you off and just make you not take us as seriously and then we just throw bombs well did, did it feel like the chiefs had like a waltz uh beginning to end really good year last year it was really weird for two months they went 12 and 5. Remember, it was like, is the Chiefs dead October 18th? That was like a topic, you know, just in mid October. Like, is, has Andy lost his Mahomes? And then it was like, yeah, they won their sixth straight division and we're, we're kicking ass going into the halftime of the AFC Championship game, which they hosted. You know? I do wonder if there's any possibility for that game to have repercussions this year. Uh, in the same way, losing the Super Bowl with the handoff. Uh, with not handing it off to Marshawn had repercussions for the Seahawks. Well, what's the easiest way to get avoid, away from repercussions is get some people out of there and just and just do some reset, get some new blood. The difference is the, the Seattle rolled it back for a couple of years and it kept getting weird. So he just, boom, removed a guy that could get... Andy just, Andy just tells Mahomes, I, you, did, you made the right throw. It was Tyreek's fault that Eli Apple tackled him at the one-yard line. No, but I just think anytime you remove someone, you just create... Like you said, what Matt Ryan said, every emotion, urgency, uh, excitement, energy, like it just, 
I think Patrick goes, God, I got a little more pressure on me this year. Like this, yeah. cause you would say even more than Kelsey, it was just, Oh, there goes Patrick throwing it 80 yards. And who would it be? A little 10 zigging around. <laughs> He'd come under it like this and it'd be against the Broncos. It'd be against the Chargers, and it'd be against the Raiders. How many games was that legendary epic charger game where they're like getting their ass kicked and then him and Kelsey Remember, like, Hill caught this ball across the middle and took off and, like, tied it into overtime, and it was like, is there anyone, no one else in the league, Devontae couldn't have done that. Like what he did, and that was when he did this. Remember, like, the five, and that got him into overtime? And, and then it was Kelsey like, won it. And then Kelsey won it. Like, that is, he had, when those three were on, it was like having Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Kevin Durant. It's like, when they want to flip the switch, there is no, st- not in this league with these rules. Right, and maybe Andy goes. Well, these rules are still going to be in my advantage. I've, I, you know, I fucking pivoted from Terrell Owens, and I ended up a couple years later with Jeremy Macklin and Deshaun Jackson. And then I, I went, I came here, and a couple years later, I got Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill. Like I know what I'm doing. Well, I mean, it, yeah, the guy has a track record. Tyree Kill might be one of a kind, but he's not the only great receiver Andy Reid's ever coached, or ever will. But not even just coach, right? Found in the later rounds. Yeah. Maybe they got another like, one this year. Of the, all the guys I just listed, Macklin is the worst of the group, but he was the only first-round pick. Uh, Michael says, Josh Daniels' offense and Derek Carr's release, you don't need a great O-line. You don't need a great O-line. You need a good O-line, though. I think you, in general... Run the football, it. keep defenses honest. Having a good offensive line, like you don't need to have five Anthony Munozes, <laughs> but you cannot have Alex Leatherwood like getting spun like a... Dr- How many... How many like, slow motion clips on social media would be like Alex Leatherwood is over there and Derek's like getting destroyed by defensive linemen? Now Josh McDaniels, they they were asked about Leatherwood at the combine, and the the, the verbiage they used around him were like, oh, they hate this guy. Yeah, <laughs> he was low on uh, the old Patriot board. I'll bet. I don't if think I told you that Leatherwood was not on the Patriot board, would you believe that? Uh, they, they, they don't yeah, put everyone on the board. They, they have a smaller board that only guys that they would draft. So it's, mm-hmm. and he's a Saban guy, right? Bill. So they would know if they shouldn't have him on the board. Yeah. He did start. Are we sure, for years. Are we sure he's starting for the Raiders this year? I, I would bet against it. Yeah. Okay. We're on the same page. Uh, JB says Raiders have to draft O line or linebacker. But I mean, again, I, like, but part of it guy is when you're trying to come in and win, you know, it was easy for John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan to show up. Team sucked. It, it was like no one had any expectations. Remember that first year? Like the 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 pride and joy of the free agency class was Uzcheck, who was sweet, even sweeter than advertised. Is still here, but the rest of them were just like random guys. They got to just blow it up. A lot of times when you would come in like Patton and Hackett, you do or Harbaugh, like you want to take some of the good players and hopefully some of the previous draft picks and use them. Because you're trying, you're not trying to like reset, start over. Like ultimately, they would love for Leatherwood. It, I guess it's in their best interest to like, does this guy have anything? Because he is just on the team under contract at a cheap number, right? So they will try, but they will throw him to the wolves faster in the sense of like they're not going to force it too long. But it, it's all it's incumbent upon them if they're going to be the best to like try to make it work, right? See if they ha- has anything. Yeah, I mean, you you need backup offensive linemen. Right. Yeah. But it's also an easy one if you think he's a liability or you don't like him. Wasn't our guy, not our problem. We're moving on. Yeah. 
this train's going 100 miles an hour. Let's, you know, it's not just about signing Devante. It's about not nursing guys who need their hand held if, if you don't think if, they're good enough and they're not your guy. If I tell you Alex Leatherwood's not on the team in a year, what's more likely? He's traded for like a seventh round pick or they cut him? Cut. Why would you trade a seventh round pick for him? You'd, well, maybe a team had him like, you know, a third round grade on him. You're just like, he's only been in the league two years. He's not very Get him expensive. with Chris Forrester. Yeah, I mean, Lake of Tomlinson. I mean, offensive linemen do, you know, teams take chances. Remember uh, when Davis retired on Balky and they signed Jonathan Martin? I do remember that. So it's just when you have quote unquote draft grades and size, like physically he does have size, teams, you know, they might be able to get like a seventh. That And that's why they got to be careful of like killing him. Yeah. You know, he's actually got a little something, but he's not good enough to start. But, you know, we've we've been impressed with his work ethic and his knowledge. He can learn fast. He's a sponge. Yeah. He just, the note-taking he does in the offensive line meeting rooms. He's great in the room. Mick Lombardi keeps telling me he's staying after, you know. You see Mike Lombardi's son as their offensive coordinator? Mick? Wait, was he on the Raiders staff already? No. Mick I thought there Lombardi. was Lombardi on the Raiders staff, and there was one on the Patriots staff. Yeah, was there only Mick, one Lombardi, and it's the same? Well, I think there's two. Uh, one of them is now with the Panthers, who's like a wide receiver coach or maybe a quarterback coach. Mick Lombardi last year was the Patriots. He's been a wide receiver coach and a quarterback coach. He's They're both Michael Lombardi. They do that to host the podcast, you know, former. Yeah, I know Michael Lombardi. They're, they're sons. When Josh hired Mick from the Patriots, brought him with, that's where rumors gotcha. are that, like, Bill might be the offensive coordinator. Because I think Josh brought like three or four people like, I'm out of here. <laughs> you know, <laughs> get me. A, we ain't winning championships anymore. And it's so miserable. Like, can I come to Vegas? Watch. But Bill's just going, watch this. That'd be pretty great. Well, what did, if Bill, I, if, if Bill still year? finishes second in that division against Miami and the Jets get a bunch of picks as the offensive coordinator and like six coaches total on staff? Would that be one in, in the AFC? Would that be one of his greatest feats if he wins like eleven games against? Yes, <laughs> I'm convinced. If he wins double, if he's going to the playoffs with Mac Jones, he's a coach of the year candidate every year until Mac separates himself. What if guy? Where's he's the offensive coordinator, and instead of having like a huge, he just has like a little thing like this. He's like, uh, just like just calls it from memory. Doesn't even have a pad. Yeah, doesn't even have. Yeah, no pad. I mean, that would be... That'd be badass. I think no, he's going to be the offensive... They do not have an offensive coordinator. Why wouldn't he be the offensive coordinator? I mean, at this point, what do you... I guess post-combine, post-draft, some guys get fired or something, but... Just Bill... Bill O'Brien... Is he waiting on Bill O'Brien? Did that trade not happen? I think it was one of those that, like, Nick didn't have another uh, guy to replace him with. He felt good, and they're such good friends. Like, I just keep this guy here. Les says, LOL, Mac Jones with a top 10 graded QB by PFF. Yeah. Okay. If you That's, if you watch that and think that, then we Josh just Josh McDaniels is a great offensive coordinator. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, John, we revisit. $72.2 million guaranteed. Has Debo Samuel like? The internet believes that this means that now Debo Samuel is going to cash in. So what is Tyreek Hill's new contract? And I guess we could argue Devontae Adams' new contract mean for Debo Samuel? I think there are two ways to look at this. One, I don't think either player has that much in common with Debo. 
partly because football in contracts is all about comps. And those two, their comp is they have a combined decade worth of resume. Devontae's been doing it now five or six years. As we just said, Tyreek Hill did it immediately when he showed up. Both five of straight them have, Pro Bowls for Devontae. Both so of them the have numbers. basically been kicking the shit out of everyone since 2016. I'll give both you the numbers. Five straight Pro Bowls for Devontae. Uh, back-to-back first-team All-Pros. For Devontae Adams. For Devontae Adams. Three All-Pro years for Tyreek, including his rookie year. And six Pro Bowls. So combined 11. And these are not, we can agree, these are real Pro Bowls. These aren't Mac Jones getting in the Pro Bowl. These are like, when you write, like, who's the wide receiver you want from the NFC? Like, first guy, Devontae Adams. Who's the wide receiver you want from the AFC? A Tyreek Hill. Like, they're the first name that comes out of your mouth when you're setting up your team. Like, all pro teams. Like, those two guys. So, to me, there is no disputing what we witnessed with Debo. He's a badass. And he's, he's a legit core member of an elite team. No one argues that. And no one argues, like, what he means to the vibe of the team, how good of a guy he is. But two years ago, he showed up to camp out of shape. Like, that happened. Now, guy's mature. He showed up out of shape. He's had one breakout year. So to me, this notion that he's going to sniff around their money, I'm not saying him and his agent aren't thinking that, but guy, the Niners kept Jimmy Garoppolo because they couldn't get a fucking the right pick. If you think they're offering Debo Samuel this money, I'm talking to you, but I just mean in general, you're out of your mind. To me, the number, now the good part of your Debo, the number has gone up. Whatever they were willing to pay you that number just has to move up a little bit just because the market has dramatically changed. But I can't put him in their category because he doesn't have the same resume as them. Like part of it is like betting on... I was listening fantastic interview Rosillo had on Gilbert Arenas. And Gilbert's, Gilbert's funny as shit. Hibachi. And Gilbert was talking about when he left the Warriors after two years in the NBA. But by a second year, he's averaging 18. It was clear like, this guy might be a shooting star. But he's like, you know, I'd only really done it one year. So I'm trying to get like $80, $90 million at the time that was the been the max for a second round pick. And most guys were, most teams were offering me like high 40s, low 50s because their thing was like, well, you just haven't done it that long. Like that is something in sports. You haven't done it that long, right? I mean, when I'm getting Devontae or Tyreek, I know this for a fact. They're going to be the best player on the field as long as they're not injured. And part of it is like injuries, nothing you can do. Like, Debo, can you have back-to-back years of just being the best player on the field? You've had one. I think that has to factor in. So I'm on the Niners' side on this one of, like, I'm paying him. I would give him, like, you know, I'd have no problem doing, like, five for 100 and guaranteeing 55 or something like that. But I'm I'm not paying you $28 million a year and guaranteeing you numbers when you haven't done what they've done. And you have also been injured on my... Like, I've... Like, you have some flaws when you've been on my team. Well, the scary thing is the way they use him, the way they used him last year, part of what has made him so valuable puts him at risk. And it's really a catch-22 for them and for him, right? Debo, his best tactic may be, I'm not going to hold out. I just refuse to line up at running back. You can run me in the slot. You can put me on the outside. You can hand me some jet sweeps. I'm not doing the Kyle Shanahan run through a brick wall eight times a game between left guard and left tackle until you pay me because my career is at risk. Like part of it for him is why I think he should take a deal is because of the way they use him. Part of what makes him valuable is part of the reason he should get his money now 
is because they use them in a way that could put a future contract at risk. I agree with you. I mean, also keep in mind, Tyreek's 28 years old and Devontae's 30. Now, Devontae, you know, it's it, the way these contracts work sometimes is weird. If you're going to be a free agent, it's great to be a free agent at 25 because people really, they're like, look, you know, as opposed to being a free agent at 30, being a free agent at 25 is better than being a free agent at 30. You're more valuable. Unless you're, unless you're Von Miller and you get a hundred million. That's true. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the resume, it's kind of like baseball where the guys with Chris Bryant gets paid kind of past his prime. Like it doesn't but, quite. But, but if Devontae and Tyreek Hill had been free agents, True free agents. Both of them had hit the open market. Let's say they're all free agents at the same time. Aren't they both getting similar contracts that they just got? Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, but wouldn't Debo get... If all three of them are free agents right now, is Debo going to be $15 million less than Devontae? Don't you think, though... Like, again, all it takes is one team, the Jags. You could easily over... When I say overpay Debo, I just mean pay him based on his one year. But don't you think his one year would impact based on those guys? Yeah, I mean, you'd feel more comfortable that those guys have done it multiple years. I mean, those res... We just read off... Multiple? I mean, we're talking 10 combined. <laughs> I mean, you talked five and six straight Pro Bowls combined. Like, that Debo's had no, 11. One. 11. 11 Pro Bowls combined. Yeah, 11. 11. Debo's had one. Uh, Joseph on the stream, uh, Devontae's 29, turns 30 in December. Thank you. Uh, what I was looking at was the next number. So these guys have already signed contracts too before, right? Who? Non-rookie deals, yeah, second yeah, yeah. contracts. 2017. Both, bo- both K- I guess Debo too. Both were able to sign after their third year like Debo, right? Because right? they weren't first-round picks. Devontae in 2017 signed four years, $58 million, with $30 million guaranteed. <laughs> what a deal. Uh, Saw every penny. Tyreek. Saw every penny. Tyreek signed three years, fifty-four million with thirty-five million dollars guaranteed. Now, the times were good back then, huh? <laughs> so, uh, you know, seventy-two, sixty-seven, or sixty-six, whatever Devont, sixty-five-seven, maybe Devontae's number in total guarantees. Michael Thomas got sixty in total guarantees. Amari got sixty in total guarantees. Mike Evans got fifty-five. Brandon Cooks got fifty. Keenan Allen got fifty. DeAndre Hopkins, 49. I'd have a hard time taking less than Brandon Cooks, I think, if I was Debo. But, um, you know. Kind of the ballpark he's in then. Yeah, I think $50, $51 million for Debo Samuel is a guarantee that I would take if I were him, given the way I play. And I think signing the contract right now, well, if you just keep doing what you're doing, look, Tyreek, your, your first contract is going to be not quite double a guarantee of what Devontae and Tyreek's first contract was, but of a significant percentage bigger than their contracts. And look what just happened to them. They just got paid again. You know, three. he'd get paid again in three years, four years. So Tyreek Hill had to be going in the last year of his deal. Huh? Tyreek was coming in the last year of his contract. Yeah, and Devontae was a free agent. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how Debo, like, it's a pretty easy argument for the Niners, like, when he compares himself to Devontae and Tyreek, right? I think they bring up the other names. And then you just use inflation, more money, right? That's part of your argument, too. Because it's, you can't start in their ballpark. He's not. He just hasn't done it long enough. If he had done what he just did, I would say for two and a half seasons, like the way the Super Bowl season ended, and then as 
the second year, regardless of quarterbacks, put up stupid numbers, been a pro bowler, and then did this, I'd be like, he's got a lot more juice. It's a one-year wonder at the highest of high levels, at the Tyreek Devontae level. Yeah, it looked I, – I know what you're saying. It looked very real. Like, what he did was not No accidental. one's disputing that, but it is just based on how when long you, have you been doing shit. Yeah. Right? That matters. And, and, and again, like, Tyreek's had character stuff. Devontae was basically perfect. Debo, good guy, but did come in out of shape, and that was just two years ago, and it the and it led to injuries, right? So it's just – Handle success. Is, yeah. Now the problem Big. is it's pretty clear he's like a team leader with your best player, Trent Williams. Like he's he's not going yeah. anywhere. But I, I do think it's gonna be a little more contentious than I would imagine. Like to me, the Bosa one's pretty easy. Like, what was the last top pass rusher got? 105, we'll give you a 109, you know. Give you more it's than just your brother. Bang, bang, boom. Yeah. You're done. His number's so high. The Debo one, like I bet the Niners have some points. Like, we ain't budging on this. Big Dez on the stream said, don't look for Debo to play running back as much as he did last year. Shanahan was looking for explosive run plays. Elijah was more of a rookie, more of a workhouse, a workhorse than an explosive back. I, again, I think they're in a tough spot because he scored fucking the same. He scored, I don't know how many times, eight times on the same exact play. It felt like just running the football. When, how but I don't, this too? But it, it's all the running backs get hurt. Wouldn't you say one of the greatest plays? I'm biased. I was there. I think it was the best play of the year. But it worked because of the threat of Debo when they did the double pass against the Rams. Juwan Jennings. How sweet was that? Did you leap out of your couch when that happened? I probably I might have been standing already. That, that's one of the great trick plays of all time. But it works because, like you said, we don't play running back. No, I mean part of him playing running back is he's a sweet running back. You know, he can do it all. That's Tyreek lines up at running back too. But the difference in Tyreek. Is he so fast? That it's like let him just go out there and go deep, right? Yeah. Debo doesn't have that. Well, he hasn't yet. I mean, his his offense didn't really allow for it. We haven't seen. But you would, but you would say I'm the, I'm saying no, he's he not, can I, go no, he's, deep, but he's yeah, never going to be like running go routes all game long. No, no, no. But I also think there's a part of his game that has maybe yet to be unlocked potentially. If Trey can get the ball down the field to him, I would imagine Debo's contract drags a little longer than people expect. Could be wrong, but I would say that this hold in. could. Do you think he practices during OTAs, Debo Samuel? Uh, like really practices? No, I just mean is is there doing whatever. Yeah, I think so. OT, I mean it's not like OTAs like you get free lunch and you know you get paid bonuses. Doesn't seem not, like not. It feels like Niner guys get signed. Something happened. Are you hearing that or is me? I didn't hear. Am anything. I hearing something? Oh, it's a commercial in my ear. I thought it was coming from your. It sounded like it was your TV or something. It's like, uh, Trent Williams like the wasn't guys around get, last. Remember, Trent Williams just wasn't around last year. Like, no, no worries, stay away. He'd already he been was, paid. I know, but they're just like, yeah, you can just stay at home, bro. Yeah, I'd like to get my eyes on Debo if I'm the Niners. Well, part of it is like, hey, Debo, you want fifty-five million? We need you here throwing with this uh, young quarterback that we just traded seventeen yeah, picks for. Also, don't most Niner guys get paid after they show up? Or like they just show up and then there's a contract and there's never. But really you would much. say philosophically, I think most high level teams that's how they operate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, John, before we go any further, let's tell the people about our friends ButcherBox, ButcherBox.com/slash/ham. Get your meat, free GB for life. Yo meat. Have you seen my H uh, two Hummer driving around town, crab walking around town with the uh, license plate, free GB for L Y F E. 
That's what you can get at butcherbox.com slash ham. You just go to butcherbox.com slash ham. You subscribe. You get boxes of meat, 9 to 11 pounds. You got kids. You got roommates. You got a wife you got to feed. You got, you know, people who want to come over for dinner. You want to take, you want to. You got muscles to build. Yeah. You got, you want to get some protein in you. Gunsies. Come on, guys. Each box, actually, I I lowball 8 to 14 pounds of meat, depending on the box you choose. Guys, you know that's enough? For 24 individual meals, customize your own box. Go with one of theirs. Either way, you get exactly what you want. It's so easy. Go uh, look around. This is your chance to shop for ground beef, to never shop for ground beef again. That's right. Butcher Box is giving new members free ground beef for life. Plus, get $10 off coupon. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash ham and get two pounds of ground beef for free in every order for the life of your membership. Plus, $10 off coupon. Log on to butcherbox.com slash ham. Claim this deal now. I had I got the ground beef uh, in the fridge right now. Defrosting, getting ready for some uh, tacos tonight. Butcherbox.com slash ham. Two free pounds of oh. ground beef in every order for the life of your membership. Butcherbox.com slash ham. Put your grub on. So one of the reasons the Dolphins added $72 million Tyreek Hill is that their quarterback is not Patrick Mahomes. Now, you would agree he's not Patrick Mahomes the player, but what really matters is that he's not Patrick Mahomes the cap hit. He is basically a rookie, actually, still, to a Tonga Valo in terms of cap hits, whereas this year – Patrick Mahomes' cap hit is a pretty manageable $35 million. Next year, it jumps to $46 million, $44 after that, then $46, then $44, then $59.9, then $44, then $44, then $50, then $52. What, what, what year is this? 2038? 2031. I mean, the, some college football programs don't schedule games that far out, but Mahomes has got $52 million. Well, the PGA Tour just announced the 2051 U.S. Open. So you never know. People are thinking big picture now. That's true. That's true. Uh, it's different, right, with young quarterbacks. Uh, Tua Tonga-Vailoa, John, cap hit, $8.25 million. Which still feels a little steep. <laughs> right. Trey's this year is 7.7. So it's just a natural progression as the years go. Uh, having a rookie quarterback, who is your starting quarterback, it's irrelevant whether he's good or bad. Like, and, and they don't truly know. Now, obviously, it's relevant. You want him to be Herbert, right? You want him to be Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen. But to find that out, look at what they did with Josh Allen. By his third year, they traded their first-round pick for Diggs and then immediately extended him. Now, a lot of these teams made this move in the third year of the contract. I'd argue that's waiting too late. Your greatest at because once you go all in for a guy, as they did for Tua, as obviously the Niners did with Trey, as the Chiefs once upon a time did with Mahomes, as they did with Josh Allen, the clock starts. This is not, you know, Matt Chapman. They just they're going to bring him up uh, year four and start that clock a little late. Like that's not what the way it works. My biggest beef right now with Jimmy Garoppolo, unless you tell me Jimmy Garoppolo is a starting quarterback, and even then it's like, well, what are we doing with Trey Lance? You wasted $27 million. And this notion, well, they wouldn't assign anyone. Well, they're fucking wasting time then. Because they're going to have a lot of cap space next year as well. The cap's going to naturally go up. They can get rid of guys. They can restructure guys. You have to take advantage while the iron is hot. Because in a perfect world, this guy's going to be good enough to give him... You don't extend these quarterbacks with like, you know, they didn't have to give him like one of those $180 million deals. They gave him an $80 million deal. 
That's, the guy's either sucks and you're getting rid of him after four or five years, or you're giving him a boo-boo extension, right? There is no, there is no middle ground. Are we well, the same Baker's picture? a great example. Right. Yeah. Baker's Trubisky. a great example of like, no, we're just, we're, no, we can't do this. Trubisky's another good one. Daniel Jones. It's just like pretty clear. Well, I don't know. The Giants might extend Daniel yeah. Jones. Time, time's still going. Gettleman from the grave. I mean, he's still living, but. I, I, I just, I respect Miami for doing this. Part of it, and it's like, it could go wrong. You have to take a big swing because you have such an advantage with that seven, eight, because even I was like, God, eight sounds a little rich for Tua, but relative to the starting quarterbacks, it's so cheap. It's so cheap hell. Look at the fifth-year option, which is still relatively low, is $10 million more than Tua, right? So you still got two years of Tua at 8 and $9 million. And then if you pick up the fifth-year option and he plays on it, by then in two years, what do you think that number is? 24, 25? Still relative to these guys making 50, you're like, still a lot of room to mess around with. And I, I just wonder if we look back the Niners could have had the chance to just mess around a little bit more. And again, I'm not asking for to sign everyone in free agency to go Trambalki, but there were two or three impact guys that like you could have just given Chandler Jones a two year, $32 million deal. Yeah. Right. I mean, seven years, $16 million. 7.7 this year, 9.3 and then 10.8. Those are the next three cap hits, including this year for Trey. And then the fifth year option, whatever that, that number will be, like you said, 25 million or something, but. You hope you're picking it up, and I mean it's a disaster if you're not, or you're paying them, you're extending them beyond that, right? And that's what you would do because if and, you know by the fifth year, part of the cap going up is like, well, yeah, we can pay Debo. Debo is going to be, in theory, if you pay him this year, one of your big money additions, right? But he's already on Quote the unquote. team. No, I understand, but I'm just saying that's that's fifty million guaranteed. Let's just put that aside for Debo. And how many? How much for Bosa? One ten. Yeah, yeah, but the cap is like all these teams are doing this stuff because the cap is going up, going up, going up. When people made the joke, like, "See, people say there's no cap, there is a cap." Well, it's like, yeah, the 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 quarterback of the Chiefs is going to be forty five million dollars against it this year, and the quarterback of the Packers is going to be whatever his fifty. I don't know what what is Aaron's number this year, I or maybe Aaron's looked. is Aaron's number small this year actually. But that's but the first year you sign the contract, everyone's like, "Well, how do we sign Debo and?" And Nick Bosa. The 49ers have an unlimited Two, amount of cash. Yeah, uh, 20, 28 for Rodgers this year. The 49ers, cash is no big deal. They they have the ability with the cash on hand and the money they've made to cut two checks right now for these guys. So the, the Jimmy money is irrelevant. Here's the other thing. When I sign two guys to four- and five-year contracts, I manipulate the cap. Both those guys' cap hits would be very, very small. Now, Debo's is small. But Bosa's, who like a high pick, right, this year going into his fourth year, I bet he's making $9, $10 million. I bet his cap hit would go down. So you, you actually move the money back. Now, if you're a cash poor team, it gets a little more complicated. You need the money. That's not the, the category the Niners are in. They are cash plus. And really, plus. most teams in the NFL are not, right? These are not the Pirates. No, even fucking Mark Davis now is like $6, 7000000 million. Here, signing bonus, $40 million. Right, and he's going to sign Derek. He signed Chandler Jones. Like all these, because the media deals are so much money that I just, I, I do think that it's like, I, I know they operate like they're Farhan meets Friedman meets Daryl Morey, but holy shit! I mean, all these other teams are not operating like that. 
And the Chiefs have gone all in the last couple of years, and they've benefited from it. Well, a lot of the teams have. I mean, a lot of teams have gone NBA. The Rams have gone NBA. The Chiefs have gone NBA. Tampa. Right? These are Super Bowl champs. And Tampa's gone NBA. Super Bowl champs. Um, you know, I'm not going to say Miami's gone NBA. Hell, even Bill spent a bunch of money last offseason, right? Bill spent the most money he'd ever spent in free agency, I think, last year. And think about the players he got. Like, he targeted five or six guys, and they were all made a lot of sense. My only beef is Chandler Jones, him specifically. Now, all the other guys, but it's like the like, Niners weren't going to acquire Tyreek Hill and pay him. Yes. Or no, Devontae they, Adams wasn't coming to the Niners. No. But just him, you've seen him kick ass. You could have easily afforded it. And all of a sudden, it's like, you got fucking Chandler Jones and Nick Bosa. And people are like, how are we paid Nick Bosa? Easily. You just give him $110 million and you move in the cap. You start Trey Lance. But as long as Jimmy is here and every day that goes by, I just think there's a 50 50 shot. Jimmy just stays. Uh, now they can, if, as long as they win, they'd be like, well, see, we didn't even need him. I'd be like, I, well, you haven't made any progress. Then if Jimmy keeps playing on your young quarterback, who eventually has to start part of you even feel better about making these moves when you have Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes, the, the, the dolphins are doing it more out of desperation. Like the chargers are doing it more like we're trying to win three playoff games. The dolphins are like, we're just hoping to win nine games, right? Or 10 games again and be in the mix. The chargers made the move to Mac is like. We easily got $17 million. Second round pick means nothing to us, and we, we want to win 12 games next year because we got this great quarterback who makes nothing. And that's, I think, ideally, you know, in theory, best-case scenario for Trey Lance. Like, after this year, you're like, okay. But you could have helped him out on top of that this year, and they're lucky. The Niners have a core group of offensive players, and they do a good job acquiring offensive skill guys. That's not my worry. But you can never have enough Jimmys and Joes on the other side. We saw their Super Bowl team... They had Jimmy's and the Joes. And they kind of did that because Jimmy wasn't that expensive, right? They made a bold move for D Ford. It hasn't panned out big picture, but that Juan, year it, was, it worked. Alexander. They traded for him. Uh they had they had drafted, you know, a ton of defensive linemen. They had signed Sherman. Remember, Sherman wasn't that cheap. It was like nine, nine million dollars a year. And it was a risky move, and then he was an all pro. I just to me, Chandler Jones would have made a lot of sense. What happened? What's that? Uh, the Rams are uh, mutual interest between the Rams and Bobby Wagner in doing a deal. To so your this point, this is one of this is one of your though. Uh, just letting it out there, like the Rams. I'm telling. I'm. Have you uh, the trade today? Well, that now that's one. trades are different because it names both teams and they're trying to leverage each other. But still, all something is going on in the NFL reporting the last few weeks. Where these things are getting reported before they're done is like they're getting close. Well, why? Because it's trying to drive up the price. I, maybe, I know. you know, Bob, but who's telling them that? Is Bobby Wagner texting rap sheet? Like, hey, man, put this out there. I want to. Well, the Rams this. wouldn't do that. No. Is he trying to get the Niners, like specifically to get the Niners' well, attention? See, see, here's the thing with Bobby Wagner. I would say for the Niners, the last couple of years, they, they traded two linebackers last year in camp. Like, I would say that's a position they. Doesn't it feel like they know what they're doing? They've made the most out of who they've got. Aziz, great hit, right? They nailed that. Greenlaw went healthy. He's an ass kicker. Uh, what did uh, Kyle call him? Mike Tyson in it when he came back, remember? Obviously, Fred Warner's a stud. Like I, Not anti-Bobby Wagner on the team, but I'd say D-linemen are hard to find. DBs are hard to find. Like, are, are, Why not go get Gilmore, too? Like, what? You, the oh, team they could. The, does the team need Bobby Wagner? I'm not saying no. you don't need him, but you do not need him. You don't, you don't need him, but it would be a signing that would 
chill people out a little bit. And that's not why you do stuff. But it was just because because of the name, right? What you're saying is Chandler Jones is at the peak of his power. Well, five sacks in one game, but maybe but he still, but he plays a position that's harder to find, right? right, right. It's just so you overpay a little bit, but it's like I, I can find. I, I trust John Lynch, D'Amico Ryan's, and the group to find another Aziz or another Greenlaw. Like I, they, they're pretty good at that. They they had two guys they traded in camp at linebacker. They're, I remember a buddy texted me last year in camp. They're like, "What do you think about a guy with three names?" I'm like, "Honestly, I'm not really watching that much training camp, uh, preseason film." They're like, "God, their linebacker group is loaded." Al Shire, you're talking about? No, I'm talking about the backup guys that ultimately got moved. Like they knew that Green. Who was the guy Al-Shire with three names? And Fred Warner. It was one of the guys they traded in training. Oh, camp, you know? I got you. I got you. So, so, like you know, during training camp, you just watch loaded units, and you go, "Well, they can't keep them all." Oh, remember so, there's Jonas Griffith traded to the Broncos? The yeah. I think they had another guy that they cut that was claimed. So, I mean, they, they had two guys that ended up, I don't know how their seasons went, but ended up on 53-man rosters week one that they either traded or cut. And my point on Chandler Jones is, like, I have faith that they can find the Arden Keys and stuff, but it is harder, like, what the team was better with Buckner, right? Than Flanagan Fowles? That might have been him, yeah. So it's Cameron on the stream? What happened to Flanagan? Uh, I feel like I saw his name on the back of someone's jersey. I'm also just a huge believer in just D-linemen. Like, I just think you just are, get aggressive with top-end talent at that position. They just make everyone look better. Like, when Bosa's humming and Armstead's humming, their defense looks dramatically better, you know? And that's just two guys. No, hold on. He was on. He was on the team last year. Yeah, they, they got rid of they two guys. They signed him, but that's not who they cut. Yeah, they cut a guy at 53-man. They got claimed. Yeah. I don't know. Three names. Yeah. Somebody else will. I might not even have three names. I just felt like that. <laughs> well, Aziz Alshire is a great three-name guy. I mean, there's still a few guys out there. Like, Stephon Gilmore is still out there. Well, but here's the, here's the thing with guys like Stephon Gilmore and Bobby Wagner. They yeah, want more money than T-Bone want to give them. Because they made a lot of money. <laughs> do you think it's easy to just, uh, like, ultimately, Buster Posey or John Gruden, they're selling their homes. Usually they go into a similar or a bigger home wherever they're going. Like, you don't, it's like Posey, well, like, you know, he just moved into this uh, three-bedroom condo. Like, no, like, you don't. It's hard to, like, stomach. Now, it's different in pro sports. Gilmore's been making 20, you know, 18 million. Bobby Wagner was making $20 million. Does Robert like, De Niro... Yeah, does Robert De Niro make more for movies now than he's ever made before? He he definitely did in whatever is you know like 05 to two thousand fifteen or whatever. It feels like he's super old now, but yeah, yeah. If he still, but I mean, has he, is he get? Does he get? If he does a movie this year, does he get paid less for that than he got paid fifteen years ago? Probably not. Or it's just the money. Just everyone's. There's just so much more money. You gotta. Well, what did they give those three guys, Pacino, Pesci, and De Niro, to do that one movie? Didn't they give? I don't know. Like if they paid them by the hour, it was a lot. Because holy smokes, <laughs> it's a long flick, you know. It was a long flick, man. It's like, hey, uh, what's his name, Scorsese? He's like, we don't got all night here, buddy. Can we can we pick this pace up here? Jerome says Flanagan's still with the team. Yeah, so that's not who we're thinking of. Uh, Melvin Ingram, too old to get, says B Zink. Yeah, he's in a different category. Like, if you just want to bring in Melvin Ingram and training camp, he's I got no problem with that. But, like, I'm talking about impact guys. Like, guys yeah. that, like, 
There's like only the Raiders. The Raiders getting Chandler Jones. That what? What do you think if you just ask the Raiders how many sacks do you think you expect from Chandler Jones? Wouldn't they be double digits? Yeah. Hell, even the Colts and they're going to think the Yannick. I bet if you ask the Colts, like, what do you think Yannick can give you? They'd be like eleven sacks. Well, I think the other thing is the the, the Raiders are going to think that signing Chandler Jones makes Max Crosby more valuable. Now Max is going to be better. Right. That's I always think that kind of thing is you spend money in an area that accentuates another area you spent money. And now both things are more valuable. Daniel Hunter, I think, is still out there. I mean, he hasn't uh, been traded. Yeah, I think there's some question marks on him. I think Mike Lombardi, I've heard him say this before in his podcast, which I don't think exists anymore, uh, that Al Davis used to always freak out because he worked for Al for years when a baseball team would be like, we don't our pitching's elite, but we don't have enough hitting. And then you trade like the number two starter for a bat, and then you're like, well, your pitching's not even good anymore, right? It's so like it's the like, opposite of the Cespedes trade. Yeah, so you just remove a strength for a weakness, but then that strength then kind of becomes a little bit more of a weakness, and your strength is improved a little bit. I it's why team building is very hard because it's one big puzzle, and every year, like the main difference I would say in football that's different than the other sports. Baseball is like this, but you never feel like all the draft picks come up. To the, it takes so long for everyone to siphon through the minor leagues. There is a lot of turnover every year, right? Just in the draft. Like, even if you don't have that many picks, you still get five or six, like, even if you've traded some. And then that means you'll probably just sign eight undrafted free agents. And at the time, undrafted free agents, no one will be like, oh, who are these guys? All of a sudden, two guys make the team, and by week eight, you're like, God damn, I love this tight end that made the team undrafted free agent. And then in a couple years, that guy's like a core player. So you, there's just, there's so much new, the amount of new employees in the business is unlike anything, right? It's just, the reason the economy in America is always going to keep rolling because every single year, there are going to be a ton of guys that graduate high school that are just ready to hit the workforce. There's, you know, million plus, whatever the number is of college graduates that are just ready to hit the workforce. Football, more like any other sport, just is handed more ready guys. Not all of them are great. Not all of them are bad, but just are functional players that come in cheap. And you could argue the more money that is out there in college athletics at the elite levels, the more physically ready their bodies are going to be, right? The better nutrition, the better weight rooms, the better everything. With NIL, I do wonder if you start getting more and more guys do what guys did last in the COVID year, which is just kind of sit a year, play two years of college football, and then wait a year. I don't know. In bank, but, I mean, the, would would the NIL get cut off then? Uh, no, but maybe you could make a few million bucks for two years if you're a major prospect, right? Nick Bosa was a major prospect without his third year. Or you could argue the opposite's going to happen, that guys who are, I'm a third rounder after my junior year, but fuck, I'm making NIL money here. I'm going to stay. I don't. I'm not as desperate to go to the league. Maybe that's maybe it's the reverse actually that you get more four year players because guys don't jump to the league maybe out of a financial need as much because they can make nil money. I can make two million dollars here in college. I'm just going to wait a year and boost my stock from a third rounder to a first rounder. It's going to be a double whammy. Well, for example, Will Anderson, right? He'd be the number one pick in this year's draft. Well, you could argue. See, I saw someone tweet like Ohio State pro day today. You know the guy everyone's buzzing about? C.J. Stroud. He's here. Everyone loves him. So he'd probably be the number one pick. Not draft like, eligible. Yeah. Will Anderson and C.J. Stroud would go easily 1-2, right? 
maybe Bryce Young, but he's small. But who knows? But th- these guys, you can throw him in there too. It's like, why are all the three of these guys going to play next year? Because I bet all of them are getting seven figures. So it's much easier to be like, you know, these guys have rallied $2 million for me. <laughs> it's pretty sweet. I'm not making living, you know, Panda Express to Panda Express. Even though right. the irony is I bet they all eat dirtier than you think because they're 20-year-old guys. I mean, we eat dirty. Guys, yeah. guys are dirty eaters, you know, <laughs> whether yeah. you have a lot of money or not. Like, you're like, yes. oh, I'll swing by Taco Bell. Yes. Just because you're a millionaire does not mean you don't swing by fucking, you know, McDonald's. No. No, the six pack makes you less likely to eat healthy. You're like, uh, you know, the only reason anybody ever changes is because they look like shit. You're like, oh, What's God, ca- gotta- when you're like, I'm already burning calories, right? So um, those guys, absolutely, like to me, first round picks, whatever. But I think it's like your third, your fourth, your fifth, some guy who's going to be a fourth round pick, but he's just maybe he's in a financial situation that just going pro is what he needs to do. And now NIL hits and he can make good money in college. Or some money in college, right? We're not. It's not all making two million. It might just be I can make two hundred thousand dollars. I can wait a year. Coach says if I come back and get a little stronger, I can become a second rounder next year. So instead of coming out now when I'm a fourth rounder as a junior, I'm going to come back and play a senior year and try to become a second rounder. I think maybe you see more. Maybe you see more of that. Just spitballing here, but that could yeah. be a positive effect for the NFL on NIL and just keep the improvement of guys more ready to come in when they do instead of the guys that well, like do Vita, think Vita Vey is an example of a guy who was going to come out and be a second rounder and the coaches at Washington kind of took him through the numbers the year before I think um, Alabama had a D line interior lineman come come out as a senior and get drafted in the first round yeah not Jonathan Allen could have been Payne. I mean they had a stretch maybe there for a while and they kind of showed him, like, hey, man, this is the guarantee is a second rounder, pick 33. This is the guarantee is pick, like, seven, right? It's a big difference. It's like 29 million versus, you know, eight or whatever it is, six, whatever it is, maybe less than See, six. But I even think those guys are always, like, worst-case scenario, Deron Payne or Jonathan Allen or Vita Vea goes pick 38. I think the issue, the NFL and college coaches have always been, like, we got to talk to the guy that – and you see it at like random programs, like God, this guy from Washington State's coming out, and he goes in like the sixth round, and he's an underclassman, right? Or he doesn't get drafted. Or the, to me, any third day pick, it's like you don't you you don't need to leave. But a lot of times they feel, I I do think some of them feel they hate school, and I understand. Like I didn't like school either. Like it, it bores you. But I think the majority of them, like you know, I, I want to help my parents out. I just want to start earning money. You're right. That's to me where it hopefully helps that guy getting drafted pick. 210 it's like bro you could have gone in the third round and then to me it's not even like going from the sixth to the third the team is much more invested in you as the third round pick yeah right like ultimately Vita Vea or Payne or you know whoever I mean it's high class problems right second to first yeah I I feel like there have just been so many Pac-12 guys over the last three or four years it's like man you should come back to school and then they get drafted like the seventh round and then a couple years like what happened to him he's like he's out of the league because you're just starting behind the eight, it happens in all the conferences. But I, I just feel like feels like it's happened in Washington State, a couple guys. Well, they had a running back come out early and go undrafted. Yeah. And then they had a D lineman uh who got hurt. I think he came out early. Hercules Mataafa came out early, fell. Eventually the Vikings took him, maybe in like I want to say fourth round, but it feels like maybe it was later than that. And then he got hurt in camp. And I don't think he's it was a few years ago. So you're right, they had two guys. The NIL, you're right, might 
basketball money so buku, right? It won't. It has no impact on guys staying in school. I do think football though is a little bit different because there is. Well, I you have to say, stay three years to begin with, right? So you kind of go in he, with that mindset. And the other thing is, if you go to a power five school, you're going to have friends that are like, "God, this shit's fucking hard, man. <laughs> you better be ready when you come to this thing, <laughs> right?" Because they all, it, once you go to any power five school, by your second year, you're going to know four or five guys that are starting in the NFL or or playing on game days, right? And you can just be like, hey, man, just be ready. Because <laughs> this shit, you know, people flying around, schemes, people look like fucking James Harrison and Trent Williams. You know? <laughs> it's a difference. Like in basketball, like ultimately Czech could easily score 10 as a rookie. Like it's, you can't come, you come in underdeveloped the NFL, you always hear the story of the guy that actually becomes something. He's like, that first year, man, I was getting tossed around. I was like, I didn't yeah. know if I was going to make it. <laughs> All right. Um, so that's 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 what we got today, right? Anything else that we got to? Uh, huh? I think we attacked it. All right. Well, if anything, uh, you know, we'll be back. It's been a busy week already. We appreciate everybody's love and support. And hate, 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 hate. Tell somebody you hate. Tell somebody like uh, that you have a distaste for. Share the show with them. Share sh- share the sugar. Do it. Do it. Uh, clean money on the stream says Joey Bart launched a moonshot onto the berm in left center. Balls do fly in Scottsdale, right? Adios, pelota. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's it's time now, John. There's no Buster Posey. Well, he, Buster's sitting on his five million in equity, you know, somewhere in like the Jupiter, Florida. You remember? It's funny how this works. Like you draft Joey Bart, you're like, what? Joey Bart? They got Buster. What the hell, man? They're gonna trade Joey Bart? It's like, nah, Buster retired and Joey's ready. Joe, Joey's a big leaguer now. You know? Yeah, he'll be a 29 year old uh, rookie. You can never you can never plan for something. How old? He's not 29. No, I know. It'd be 27. I mean, it was because where'd he come from? Georgia Tech? He had played in college. He's 26. When does he turn 26? Uh, December. Okay. He'll be a 25 year old rookie. Buford, Georgia. But see, that's the difference, right? He should have been in the other two sports. He'd be a twenty-two-year-old rookie or twenty-one-year-old rookie. Uh, well, I know he's played a little bit in the big leagues, but I mean, legitimately, like starting player. Um, yeah, I mean, he would have been up probably in twenty nineteen. He's in Double A. It's three seventeen. It weird though, right? Because twenty twenty got funky. That's true. And then he play he played in the big leagues in twenty twenty. But yeah, you're right. He might have been up. Uh, but the reality is he's if Buster doesn't retire after one of the best seasons he's ever had, Joey Bart's not the starting catcher of the year. Might be their DH this year, though. Oh, did that pass? Mm-hmm. So no pitchers are never hitting again? Well, Bumgarner's going to hit. Uh, no, Otani will hit. But the DH is legitimately universal DH. now. Yeah, they actually, did you see the Otani rule that they uh, instituted? I did not. What was that? It's... A pitcher can, if a pitcher gets pulled from the game, they're allowed to go to DH, and vice versa. A DH can go to pitcher. Was Costas pissed off about that? I don't know. I have not heard Costas's take on it. I just I use him as the purist. Were purists a little pissed off about that? Um, that's a pro- that's a progressive rule, wouldn't you say? A little bit. Well, I'd say it's a it's it. Uh, yeah, it's only for Otani. Like, who else is even doing that? Bumgarner, maybe. But he's really not as good of a hitter as people. No, I mean, but you could maybe, you know, some, I don't even know what. You end up in some weird spot. Um, so it's one of those, like, if he, 
is not feeling it that day, and he gives up five, six runs in the first couple innings, and they yank him. It's like, fuck, just move him to DH. Which kind of, if you're him, it's like, all right, that's cool. But at the same time, it's like, fuck, man. Usually I just hit the showers and be at dinner by the time they're in the seventh inning, you know? But then you don't get, but it feels like he was kind of unique. He couldn't just take off because he's also a position player. But I guess you're out of the game. You're out of the game. game. Let me take off. You just kind of hit the showers, kind of take the night. So in the rule, obviously no one in the AL ever did that, right? This guy never existed. He couldn't come back into the game as a hitter based on the previous rules. Not that it even mattered because no one used that. Well, you could double switch. You could move him from, you know, pitching to first base. You could do that. Could you move him pitching to DH? Uh, you could, I think you could do that. Let me think for a second, but then you would lose, uh, then the DH is scrapped for the game. Yeah. The DH. Well, but not if he's the DH, how would that move work? He I'm goes saying to if DH. he's the pitcher, yeah. you move him to DH, the DH is out for the game and then you insert a new pitcher. Can you do that? Uh, well, could it sounds will? like that should make sense, but that's what we're talking about here. Unless I guess maybe what this rule is, is you could take him out and then put him back in later. As Whenever you to want, making him yeah. the DH. Uh, you could take the DH. Like if you took him, if you had a DH and you took him, uh, you must not have been able to put him at DH because if you took him and put him in right field, you would just lose the DH. Is how that would work. The Grom hits. Turns out the Scherzer trade was actually the what we got. I don't know. You guys do financially pretty well. I do financially pretty well, dude. The houses in the Jupiter that are members of Jack's club are completely different level. Oh, right before that, he said, my boss has a house in Jupiter, basically on Jack's course. Yeah. It's probably Jack's like, course. not everyone I mean, they, that lives in Jupiter is like Tiger or Michael Jordan, right? I mean, I, I would imagine it's a community, like, it's higher end, but just say, that's a great name for a community. Hmm. Jupiter. Well, the Bear Club, too, is a great name for a golf course. The Grove. I, I Somehow I follow this college guy. I don't know if he goes to Florida and he plays, like, baseball. Maybe he plays golf. I, I don't even... I. He was just, he came into my Insta story and he just tagged it with the Grove 23 and he was clearly on the course. And it, I mean, it's it was like, this is fucking sweet. That's sweet. All right. Is that what we got today, Tyreek? Yeah. That's all we got. All right. See y'all soon. Thanks for hanging with us. Peace. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.